In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Eclem. Did I ever tell you about that? No. When I was little, I didn't understand people were clearing their throats. I thought it was just like, this is how you start something important. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'd be like, a clam. <clears throat> Today, I'm going to class. <laughs> yeah. So I- tell us about the moment when you realized that wasn't what people were yeah, doing. Yeah, did someone have to break it to you? Yeah, my mom was always like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, like what is this that we're doing? I was saying it's something important. You know what I used to do? You know, in like 90s sitcoms when like they have the opening theme song and mm-hmm. a girl will be like doing her homework and then just be like to the camera like yeah so I would just be like doing my homework and, and out of nowhere I'd be like to no one <laughs> <laughs> just preparing for life yeah. that's good yeah. for stardom okay I thought that was just what you do that's what it, you do it, I think it is are we ready to get started everyone yeah I'm ready Betches Media presents Diet starts tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we're joined by a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Peter Grossman, former employee of Us Weekly and Rolling Stone. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So when you were working at Us Weekly, Mm. were you ever ever involved with stars? They're just like us. Uh, I was. Okay. Because I tweeted a long time ago and that's like kind of the reason why I asked Emily to get you on this episode this was the impetus this is the impetus Mm. there was um a few years ago I was just sitting in my room thinking and I said what if stars like us was intended to be body positive Mm. and make us feel included and show us that stars' bodies are just like ours and I got murdered in the comments everybody was like this is an L take um Okay, <laughs> what were people saying? Because that, to me, that is how I felt about it too. Really? Because, yeah. like, to me, clearly, that was the intention of the column. I would love to know what you think, though, because you were actually there. <laughs> yeah. How were you involved? Was it supposed to make us feel better? <laughs> I mean, I'm just wrapping my head around the idea of you referring to it as a column. Uh, <laughs> what would me, you call uh, it? Segment? Can I, uh, Spread? Do you... A trash pile? (laughs) (laughs) I think you're getting warmer. Um, You get emails like, what do you have to add to the trash heap this week? (laughs) Uh, Are you interested in the history of it? I'm very interested. thousand percent. I'm interested what your role was and what was your perception of it at the time? Like, what was the intention of that column? Sure. Sure. (laughs) Okay. So uh, Us Weekly went from being a a very sort of celebrity-friendly entertainment weekly kind of monthly mm-hmm. to a weekly um, that was going to be more people magazine mm-hmm. friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when that first happened, um, and there's going to be a, a theme here, I think, that we'll probably talk through throughout. But yeah. when, it, there, when that first happened, it was run by a guy, uh, the editor-in-chief. Uh, I, this was before I was there. And it, I think it struggled a little bit to find a voice. Was it Celebrity friendly, like people, Julia Roberts was on the first cover of Us Weekly, like mm-hmm. giving an interview. Can you mm-hmm. imagine that? Like, you know, the Us mm-hmm. Weekly that you knew yeah. was not that. Yeah. Um, and so it was then taken over by a woman named Bonnie Fuller, um, who certainly has a name for herself in the industry. Mm-hmm. And she completely changed the style and the look and feel of the magazine. Now, I never worked for Bonnie either, um, but... Bonnie was there for a brief period of time, but sort of turned it a little bit more tabloidy and started including paparazzi pictures a lot more Mm -hmm. uh, in their coverage. And she's the one that came up with Just Like Us. Okay. And the idea was really just in its infancy uh, was just like to show the mundane. Um, Getting grocery stores. And and some of that, honestly, is just like, market driven. Mm -hmm. Like there are pictures that are really expensive 
like pictures that revealed news, um, you know, paparazzi pictures of someone, you catch someone with another mm-hmm. cheating on their spouse, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and then there are pictures that were like exclusive, uh, meaning they didn't necessarily break news, but you're the only one who has it. So it's like a really cute set of a couple on a date, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And then you have just like the stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot, like all of life. <laughs> it's mostly just the stuff. The dregs. And so one of the jobs that I had uh, as a photo editor is I would look through every paparazzi picture that was taken. Every morning I would come, the first thing I would do is look through tens of thousands of pictures. How mm-hmm. long would that take on an average day? It Well, it's all day and in some capacity because it's never ending. Like there's right. a constant stream of them coming in. And what was your um, your role at that time? So I was, uh, my title was news photo editor. Okay. Um, but I made that up. Okay. It's, it was fiction. Uh, mm-hmm. I was part of the photo department because I did deal with pictures. Mm-hmm. And when I when we had to deal with the stuff, when there wasn't something exciting yeah. happening, uh, that's what I was doing. I was going through and just as a photo editor, right, editing right, right. those pictures. Uh, just like us being one of the main pages that I worked on. Uh-huh. We'll get to in a second. Um, the other things that I were doing, though, the real reason that I think I was there, mm-hmm. uh, that they kept me around at least, uh, was that I also, I was our liaison to the paparazzi. And so ah. if they knew something that we needed to know, I was the person that was that was being communicated to. If they mm-hmm. had something uh, big and important to sell, I was the person that it was okay. offered to and vice versa. Okay. If we knew something that a couple was going to be served or something that needed a, a photo, I was the one that would coordinate with the with the paparazzi and to be make like, sure you need that to be there. This is how we're going to make this happen. Yeah. So did you have paparazzi that you guys exclusively worked with or was it like a bargaining or a, a bidding war? More uh, so. Both. It's a great question. Um, most people don't even understand that those are two separate options, but yeah, yeah that both of those things happen. So when there were bidding wars, you were taught, those were, you know, big pictures, pictures that you remember that were like, you know, the first picture of Brad and Angelina, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, those were bidding wars. And those happened, and I was I would have to sort of be our point person for that. And then there were when you work specifically with someone, there are times when you are leading it, where we knew the information, we mm-hmm. knew someone was going to be somewhere, and then the photographers are on assignment for us. Now they don't work for the magazine; they're not employees; they're just freelancers. Freelancers, yeah. Um, but they work for you under s- certain rules. Uh, when they're working on assignment for you. Mm. A lot of that's about the money, obviously. You're not Mm -hmm. having to pay market value for the pictures, but you're also paying their expenses, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And so most of the paparazzi pictures that get taken, we can talk about all that other stuff too because it's fun. Um, But to answer your Just Like Us question, um, most of the paparazzi pictures that are taken are just like, are just like, oh, we saw them walking down the street and there they are, you know, or they, mm-hmm. we followed them to the grocery store. They're at the They're picking farmer's up their market kids. in Santa Monica yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. The majority of the stuff is just, you know, junk. Yeah. And you have to kind of weed your way through that to see like, is there anything interesting about this? all about this yeah. at all? Yeah. Is it funny to see someone without makeup mm. or is it funny to see someone buying something that you would just never imagine that they would get? Like, mm-hmm. is it funny to see that they get just like Weed the generic brand of that thing instead of whatever right, right, it might right. be. What's funny about this? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the photo editing was just that. You know, it's not necessarily photo editing for picture quality. You certainly want to make sure it's relatively in focus and you can see who it is. But you're really just trying, all these things are these little stories. Is it going to be interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And so when Just Like Us first sort of brought into existence, it's really just like a home for those things mm. like well we have all these pictures let's show people doing these kind of Being fun normal things. kind of and it was never yeah. more than a page or two in the magazine yeah. at all like yeah. in a magazine with dozens of you know that was at its heyday like 70 80 90 pages it was a it was a page or two it was and never yeah, it was cover. like my favorite spread and, and like and i you're always not loved it yeah and so well, you know, you know what i remember is that often they were lumped together like often the caption would be something like Celebs wear slippers outside, yeah. and then it yeah, would show yeah. three separate photos yeah. mm-hmm. of different oh, that people. Was like you were in heaven when that happened. Yeah. You're like, look, I've got a trend going here. Yeah. Yeah, I can picture course. you sorting them, like putting oh them God. into and little so, piles. So this is how. It would, so this is how it would work. I, you come in, and we would use. Some, we called it the grid. It was something called it's uh, media grid is the name of the program, but it essentially like looks like a light box mm-hmm. of just a grid of photos that you can set to like any size, and I would just look at them like it was a social media feed. Like it was just, you know, you're looking yeah. at a reverse time order. So like the most recent thing is on top and you just go back through. All right, here's where I left off and here's 
every single picture mm -hmm. that was taken in the market because mm -hmm. we saw everything. And I'm going through, you know, you go through. That's the OG social media. It is. It really was. Yeah. The idea, though, is that, you know, you're taking, I'm looking at 10 or 15,000 paparazzi pictures. My counterpart, who's looking at all the red carpet events, is looking at 10 times that. Yeah. Um, and we're going through 100,000 pictures in a day to show you 50 mm -hmm. that the editors are looking at, that we're all looking at together to see, like, can we do something with this? Is there, is there something that we can do? And remember. Can you do something for me? <laughs> um, and if you remember, just like us lived within a section that was originally called Faces and Places, and then it was called Hot Picks. It was just like I random, did not remember I don't that. Remember those? No. Just, thank you for reminding us. pictures. Okay, like you cool. would open. It was the front of the book. It was the first thing you'd see when you'd open it up, and it'd be like, bam, full page picture of, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, either on the red carpet or out with it, whatever it mm -hmm. is. And just like us was part of that section, and. As we were doing it, that so as the person that was going through the paparazzi pictures, obviously the majority of the pictures in Just Like Us were, were Pat pictures. And so... Pat? Pat being short for oh, paparazzi. Pap. I thought you said yeah. Pat. No, no, sorry. Pap. Yeah. That's, pap. We use the lingo over okay, here. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Pap is... Uh, yeah. If I throw... Pap, pap is like short for paparazzi. You're not talking about a pap not smear. <laughs> not the smear. By the way, um, I think I just said pap smear. You did. You did. Like There's, a bagel. Yeah. She's converting everybody. Mm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if if I draw, I'll, I'll catch myself. Mop is another one that's like a member of the public. If, Ooh, if you're talking about okay. Someone, yeah, so it's like, but we'll talk about them later. Okay, okay so the Paps. Anyway, so the, the Paps. Paps send all the pictures. And I'm going through all the Pap pictures. That's the majority of what's in Just Like Us. Mm -hmm. So now we're going through, and every week we know it's got to be there. It's a signature page. Yeah. Like, people love it. Advertisers want to be next to it. It's mm -hmm. There's nothing salacious in it. You know, mm -hmm. it's not it's not someone cheating with the nanny. It's just Good, someone, clean, fun. Good, that's right. Uh, and so you're always have an eye for it because we have to do it every week. Mm -hmm. And I would always start to think like, what is like, why, why? <laughs> what is it? That, yeah. And, and for me, like the operative word was never us. It was always like, and mm. the, I think the reason that people loved it is that like, what we were really saying was they're just these celebrities. Mm -hmm. They're like you. Mm. They're not you. Don't, don't <laughs> pretend that yeah. you're anything like them yeah. because nothing in your life looks. And here's 80 other pages of proof that you're nothing like them. Mm. But for this one little moment, go ahead and imagine it. Yeah. And so it, I think it worked because we spent the entire rest of the show telling you how amazing they were. Right, right, right. And so... Everything that we did elevated celebrity to a place where, you know, personally, I'm not even, I'm not comfortable with. But mm -hmm. the idea was that you were doing that. It was, you know, the idea of glamour. Mm -hmm. I mean, just by its very nature, it's like the idea of putting on a pedestal and everything else in the magazine was telling you how these people were better than you. Right. And so you had to have this one little spot in there. To hold on to. Where you're just like, yeah, for this moment, we'll bring them equal to you. Yeah. But then just turn the page. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. yeah. They're better than you. But, You'll feel much more comfortable on the next page when yeah, they're better like than you. Uma again. Thurman is gorgeous and flawless, but she buys bounty paper towels. There and you so go. Do I. She there goes to go. the same Brazilian waxer as you. Now that would be cool. It happened once to me. No, yes. you, you brought Thurman? that up just yes, to brag. I did. <laughs> it feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. 
That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm curious, did you ever write the captions or was that somebody else's job? No, 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 no. There's an editor of the section that has an incredibly important job of sort of overseeing the whole yeah. front of the book. So you'd have like the first 20, 25 pages that people see. And so they're writing the... Everything from the, they buy paper towel, whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to find 700 different ways of saying the same thing over mm-hmm. the course of it, right? And also, you know, writing in the little captions of so-and-so was spotted, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And these um, were all genuine spottings, right? Because I know that the, some hmm. pat picks are scheduled by celebrities themselves. So would anybody ever schedule, like, we're normal moment like would uh, uh celebrity these, who you're talking about for these types for of these types of photos yeah. yes a hundred percent oh so people would be like i'm not being perceived as normal enough can you catch me at the weho so, farmers market i mean the only truly like accurate answer to that would be yes and yes so it's and. like okay of course that would happen but to suggest that that would be the only thing that celebrities no. would set up no no we, yeah. oh no no i yeah. know they set up so much other stuff i was yeah. just thinking that this section differently maybe would be the one reprieve where it's like they can't curate their content as much yeah i mean i think you're right and in its sort of purest form Uh that was the case yeah there would be moments where that would be broken Uh where you you'd have to find a spot and and the editors would be we would there was there was a special like value to the real estate on a just like us page yeah that you wanted to be real and so when someone hands you a setup pat pick of Kristen Cavallari mm-hmm. with like tampons just so out of her yeah. bag going like, oh, and they want to, they buy tan and they want to put that mm-hmm. in just like when you know, mm-hmm. and she's like perfectly made up and it's well lit. This and sounds yeah. way too specific to be fake. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, just spitballing here. Let's say Let's that happened. Um, you look, you know, as we, the, the small team that was putting that together would always sort of like tense up. Like, like, oh, come on. Put it anywhere else. Yeah. Put it anywhere else. This yeah. is like, this is the closest thing we have to sacred of like showing something that's real. Yeah. Um, so, but for the most part, those pictures, we would win those nice. battles and get them, you know, they'd find their way into the magazine, of course. Um, but yeah, most of what you're seeing there is just like little, ca- the best ones are the ones where they really are like these little captured moments where it's just funny to see Jack Nicholson, like mm-hmm. holding a fruit. It just is. I don't know why. It's hilarious. It's just hilarious. And I think it just, it tickles people in a way that, that uh, was safe. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't, we were a different sort of magazine than like the, I mean, I I, I don't mind the word tabloid. And most of the people I work with hate that, worked with at the time hated that word. Um, 
because they that was something that someone else did. That mm. was something that Star and Inquire mm-hmm. and those places did. And Which they get thought, on board. <laughs> is it that they thought it was less prestigious? Sure. Yes. Yeah. But it in some ways, it really was. Like, Us Weekly was a an anomaly. Like, it was the people that worked there, and I am not including myself amongst this. Like, I was a passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, de- I did my thing, and I did my thing really well and contributed. But the people that made Us Weekly into, like, the thing mm-hmm. um, were all like really smart and really well educated women. And yeah. That's why it was good. Right. It was mm-hmm. good because Janice Min, who ran it when everyone fell in love with mm-hmm. it, uh, was a Columbia Journalism School graduate. Mm-hmm. Like, and she hired other really smart, really capable. You have capable- to be smart to know people want trash. You absolutely, <laughs> you have to be smart to know how to serve them trash yes. in a way that they find palatable. Yes. The average reader of Us Weekly was college educated. Mm-hmm. Was I think the, the only, uh, I remember in our heyday, we came in second to Architectural Digest for average median income. Yeah. And you're just like, this is what educated women were reading and they were reading it because of Janice and Mm. because of people like Lara Cohen who ran our news department and because it looked beautiful Mm -hmm. in a way that others didn't because of Liz Betts who was the was the designer who made it look great Mm -hmm. and the pictures sang because we had Jennifer Halper as a photo editor it was all run by smart capable women Cool. And I love that. I love to hear that, that. Here, as, here at Betches. Yeah. That's why it worked. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why it worked. It was smarter yeah. than other stuff. And we got stuff right. We didn't screw up the way that even our friends down the hall did, you mm. know, at Rolling Stone. Like, we just, we took it something that was completely unserious and mm-hmm. should not be thought of as capital S serious. Mm-hmm. We like took it very seriously. Well, it's kind of like in the way, like my mom used to tell me not to admit to reading those magazines. Cause she was like, it's yeah. embarrassing and stuff. And I was like, mom, everybody else is reading them the same way that I would not call the housewives a guilty pleasure. Cause yeah. I'm not guilty. We not all guilty at all. Not yeah. guilty at all. You yeah. know, that's so funny. Cause my mom always told me that magazines counted as reading. Hilarious. So for my summer reading, I was not reading Huckleberry Finn. No, I was no. reading Us Weekly. Yeah. Okay. We thank so wait, you for that. <laughs> when did it go from just everyday stuff to let's, let's look at people's bodies? Ah, that's a whole different question. Okay. Um, so I have sort of a weird relationship with that topic. Yeah. At the magazine. Um, sure. Reason for that. Uh, there's a few. Um, one, as like one of the few like straight dudes that worked there, like this was not, I, I was not there to weigh in on any matters yeah. of that and yeah. kept far, far away from it. Um, it also wasn't my skill set. They were doing a lot of like. And you knew that at the time. That's so wonderful. <laughs> I, I <laughs> thank you. I, I knew what I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows his place. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, but that's nice. A lot of people needed a few Twitter threads to learn that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I can't say that the Twitter threads didn't help over the years. You know, yeah. they certainly have. Yeah. But, but it was just like not my domain. Yeah. Like I, I had no training in any of this. I was just good at talking to people. So Mm -hmm. I would be good. I was good with the paparazzi in a way that that most educated people probably, you know, couldn't be. And we got along, we connected. And so I was there to kind of do that kind of stuff. So when we're doing a body story or a fashion story, it's like, that's my week off. Mm. Like, I don't, Mm. I don't, I'm not a part, I'm not even in the room, Mm -hmm. but I'm in the room in the sense that, you know, I was part of the senior staff. Mm -hmm. And so- I was there every morning as we were having our like little senior staff gathering. And look, you know, it's Us Weekly was, it kind of existed in a space in between the tabloids and a true like woman's mm-hmm. magazine, you know, in the sense that like we did shoots, really beautiful, elaborate shoots mm-hmm. um, when we were doing first person stuff or when we were doing the body issue. I mean, you know, we shot JLo and Heidi Klum and all these people, you know, we, we could what get the body issue. People. It was something that we did every year. Every yeah, I year. don't remember the body issue. The body. Oh, yeah. Was it highlighting specific parts? Uh, Like parts of the body? Yeah. No, not like that's like J-Lo, the ESPN. When you say J-Lo, I'm like, yeah. the butt of the year. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. That, they just would retire that, right? Okay, okay. Just, you know, you, yeah, that's just, she just wins that forever. Remember um, when she was our biggest butt? J-Lo? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I know. Yeah. I, uh, I have burned into my memory this meme that somebody sent me as a 10-year-old saying like what Eminem and J-Lo's baby would look like. And it was just a baby with a huge ass. <laughs> it's like imprinted but in my brain. But she didn't even have that big of a it butt. It wasn't that big. Yeah. It was just athletic. Yeah. She's it was a dancer. A butt. It was a it, it was, was a, a nice a butt. butt. Yeah. yeah. It, was a good, it was just a nice butt. A yeah. solid butt. Uh, no, it was not. We weren't doing individual body okay. parts. Um, but we were, we would highlight beauty. Right. And, and. Quote unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in those moments, it was a women's magazine. Yeah. And it was still smart. And it was still, I think, a little elevated. Mm. But. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. Yeah. You know, we had uh, this beauty editor named Gwen Flamberg that is just like so connected in the world mm-hmm. and so smart. And again, another one of those like smart, competent women that was running the magazine. And without her, you don't have a lot of like the advertising money that's coming in because that stuff that's at the back of the book, that's not on the cover of the magazine, mm. but is bringing in advertising dollars is just as important to the health of that magazine. And so I was able to have a crazy photo budget and do weird things and take weird chances with the paparazzi that would result in some really cool stuff Mm -hmm. in part because we were talking about what makeup you should be wearing. And Ah. like that was helping fund. I see. I see. And so I didn't have any connection to it on a day to day basis because, you know, why would I? (laughs) But. I was very aware that it was all going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, when I was, you know, my time at Rolling Stone was for the site and it was years ago, you know, now over 20 years ago when I was at Rolling Stone. But you went to Rolling I, Stone after working at Us Weekly. No, no, no. Before. Oh, it was before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, before. And I was the photo editor for the website and we did a lot of shoots with people. People were, my first day there, mm-hmm. I will never forget. My first day I met Vanessa Carlton who had just like, her record was just coming out. Coming on a piano. Yeah, it was where she was like a band to bet on. That's how she got everywhere. <laughs> uh, was on a piano sideways. Yeah, she she was not with four on a piano. men. She was just walking around and 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 I'm here for the shoot. <laughs> yeah, and just there to yeah, it's good. You're good at this. Um, and then like three hours later, I met Willie Nelson. And it was just like incredible. That was my first day, and wow. it was wild. So we had all these like people coming in, and we were shoot, you know, doing shoots with them, and. And uh, it was a small crew then uh, on the site because it was like early uh, online days. And I was the one that was responsible for everything in terms of like the Photoshop work. Ah. Oh, so in post. I mean, it's not remotely as sophisticated as what really happens in post on like a real magazine photo shoot, but yes. Mm -hmm. And so you can get away with stuff online that you can't get away with in print. Watched. And was there so, ever photoshopping going on on the Just Like Us? No. Okay. No way. So that was the only like. Yeah. No, no, Those no, were no. raw the sacred images. sacred section. Well, or, there was very little photoshopping going on at Us Weekly. And okay, that's great. what I was sort that, of getting okay, to. Okay, okay, sorry. When, when I, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, no, you're, 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 follow, you're, you're right there with me. It's, it's that, you know, I was at Us Weekly for well over a decade. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, did all kinds of kooky stuff. And I've been asked privately and publicly if I've ever like felt guilty or felt bad about some of the stuff that we did. And I can say unequivocally that I didn't do anything at Us Weekly. Personally. Or was really even privy to. Okay. Anything that happened at Us Weekly that makes me feel as bad. And this is just only speaking for myself as airbrushing photos did. Ah. Was Ah. to me like being the one that caught Ben Affleck uh-huh. was just like, that didn't, that, okay. Mm. Being the one that Photoshopped Celebrity X and made people think that that's what they look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. That's me, I, that I keep. Yeah, that's okay. Really I, I feel like we need to dive into this a little bit. So were you Photoshopping bodies or faces or both? Mostly faces. Mostly faces. Mostly faces. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would love to know. I don't know how much you can say, sure, but sure. I would love to know, you know, what... What might we be surprised about the Photoshop process when it comes to changing the face? Um, is it like you will eradicate every single line on the face? Like, what are we talking about? No, I mean, look, everyone, there's, there's no like one way one to do it. One hard and fast you know, no, Photoshop, um, yeah. Um, but 
some general things, and I, I don't know if this would be, I don't know what's shocking to anyone. I don't know if, I don't know if anything is going to be shocking now because yeah. we know so much now. Yeah. But like, for example. Yeah. Like the eyes. Yes. Nobody's eyes are that big. Not only are they not that big, but like the, the space under them is not the same color. Right. <laughs> like, mm. and, and what you end up doing when you're smoothing and, you know, you want to make sure you keep, you know, cheap points talking yep. about lines and things yep. like that, but nobody looks that alert. Mm. A lot of it is just a celebrity in a photoshopped image does not look tired. Unless it's like sexy tired. Right. Unless you're like going for a look. <laughs> yeah. I love that tired sexy cheek. tired look. But like, yeah, sexy tired's hot. Yeah. But like it otherwise it's weak. Right? It tired, like what's wrong with you that you can't also do all these things and be super energized. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you know? And so it's a lie. It's, it's a not lie. only what they look like, it's the fact that they can do so much stuff yeah. and not expend as much or they are expending a lot of energy, but they're not as tired as you are. Oh, you absolutely. fucking Weak. They're not even tired at, at all. all. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and lest we forget that a lot of these photo shoots, unless I'm wrong, you could probably correct me, but uh, they're taken in the morning. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. when I watch these celebrity so. documentaries, they're getting up at the ass crack of dawn to go get their photo taken. Well, because they're having to work with people that work for a living. For, right. You know, and right. So, like, we work during the day. But, but I'm just saying, you would yeah. be tired. Yeah. It's okay to be tired. It's it just okay, okay to, to be, be tired. tired. Thank you. Just Peter. like it's okay. Yeah. We have I'm like so all tired. these weird hangups of like things that aren't okay. And I know some people are like, but like, it's not okay to be tired. It's not okay to be sad. It's like certain things like, oh, something's wrong if. Yeah. That are just like, you have to take all of that out when you're creating an image of perfection, of mm-hmm. like unattainability. Like it's, it's when you're Photoshopping an image, when you're putting someone on the cover of mm-hmm. a women's magazine or Rolling Stone or something that's got prestige, Billboard. you want them to look different than the person that's buying it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You almost want them you to want look them like an eye ethereal. catching, alien, yeah. smooth, mm-hmm. uncritiquable almost. Was there ever a time that you photoshopped something and you thought you were done or like you thought it was perfect <laughs> and then and then maybe you had a supervisor or somebody look over it and say, "Um, you need to brighten up that under eye a little bit more." Uh, I mean, I didn't. Uh, but that's only because my job for the most part was not that. When did I, you ever edit out someone's butt like they did to Bryce Dallas Howard in uh, Jurassic World? No. Wow, okay, Remy, I did not know about this. You just said that like it was common knowledge. Oh, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard's butt was too big for the mm. Jurassic World. Or no, it wasn't Jurassic World. It was some other movie. I'm so stupid. But it was still her and her butt. You're so stupid. I'm so stupid. See, I don't like that word. Oh, I don't either. I'm sorry, you guys. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't have to apologize myself. for it either. I'm apologizing a lot today. It was Jurassic, it was Jurassic World. See that? I'm oh, it was so Jurassic smart. You're so smart, smart Thank Remy. You, I don't like that. I don't like that word either. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a great. God word. damn it. No, um, but yeah, they made her butt smaller because they were like, uh, she's she's got too big of a butt. It's too distracting. It's distracting. Yeah, I had somebody oh, no. Photoshop me once. They I had grown out my armpit hair, and I had a comedy photographer Photoshop the armpit hair out because I guess he thought I wanted it gone. Yeah, but I was like. No, I was proud of it. But see, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. As, okay? Yeah. Bryce As opposed Dallas to with Howard's Bryce Dower ass. When you take it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We know more about Photoshop yes. now. Yeah. I knew about it back in the day because I would Photoshop mm. myself in seventh grade because I wanted to be as attractive as the people on the magazines and Wow, stuff. you were ahead see? of the curve. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. That was a person that taught themselves Photoshop or whatever mm-hmm. and was aware of it. And even still being aware of it, it would still fuck me up. And yeah. that's why I was so excited when I saw things in Just Like Us yeah. that were cellulite yeah. and that were heads at weird angles and necks, you know, curling and stuff. And um, arms that looked normal. And, you know, like it was just stuff that I was like, oh, okay, this actually makes me feel really good. Yeah. But then entering into entertainment, Mm. just like us, was my biggest fear because I was like, you can curate this entire image of yourself and then pap photos or whatever. And obviously that's not like everybody's thinking about that, but unplanned, candid photos Mm -hmm. can make anybody feel really weird about themselves. So were you at Us Weekly when the bodies came into it? And what was the response like? Like when Just Like Us went from grocery shopping to like 
they have cellulite. Did that now? If that's some a uh, caption from Just Like Us, mm-hmm. that would have probably been in the last couple of years. Okay. I left Us Weekly when it was sold. Okay. Uh, a few years. This is now 2017. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Us Weekly was sold to American Media, which is the company that owns Star and Inquirer and all this. Um, and so there was never a. It was never mean. Um, when we, we would never mm. say they have cellulite. It was not like a caption that would have made it past yeah. the, the, the first editor, let alone into, into print. Um, what would happen um, is that, you know, we wouldn't airbrush that stuff out either. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't like, you know, those like 50 worst, best and worst beach bodies. That right. wasn't us weekly. That wasn't right. us weekly. No, that, was, that's, that was just not... Okay. The vibe there. Yeah. Um, that know, stuff in, was really terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. But, it, so- but what, it sounds like the people that you were working with idealistically were against that and they didn't want it to, to be like that. No, it was not an ugly magazine. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was purposely. And I you know and I use that word probably too loosely, but I, I, may, I mean it in sort of the traditional sense of like it, everything was pretty in Us Weekly. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that, you know, you weren't. That was the separator. That's what the publishers could take to advertisers was saying like, we don't do that icky thing. We just serve the people, the audience that you're trying to reach with your ad. We have found a way to reach them with the stuff that they want in a way that doesn't make anybody feel icky. And that was like the little People magazine was and is the mouthpiece for celebrities and their PR people. Right. Mm. That's fiction. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about who gets yeah. it wrong yeah. or who doesn't tell the truth. Right. It's it's when you're run through a million different PR people and you're just trying to sell a movie. The tabloids were not pretty. They were real, m- much more accurate than people probably imagine. But the ethos there was just like, just fuck everybody. Let's reveal all their shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was at. So you mean icky in a. Icky in a you can in a punching down kind Explorative. of way, right? Not yeah. like a, let's find the worst picture we okay, can of okay, someone, okay. publish it, and go, ha! Look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not. And us that's weekly. not what you were trying to do. Okay, that like, was just yeah. I'm not saying. And again, this is not to sort of like say that we were somehow above it all, or that you know, it's still part of the same machine. Mm-hmm. But like Us Weekly revered celebrity, revered celebrity, mm-hmm. except for maybe the Just Like Us page, and I don't. Okay, definitely just speaking for myself here. But I don't, like, there shouldn't be celebrities, like the way that we have it, right? Like, that's not good for us mm. <laughs> to have certain people that are given... Special treatment. Special treatment, yeah. resources. Oh, for, for, for what? Not even like an, an a merit-based system, and it's mm-hmm. not, for the most part, mm-hmm. a merit-based system. And you have people, you know, no one gets more free stuff than a... And a famous person. A hundred percent. And you just think like, it's just not okay on right. many levels. Yeah. That being said, uh, we seem to have made sort of a decision as a society. We're going to have, we're going to have famous people. Yeah. We, vo- we voted on it. We voted. It, we were in thing, agreement. It got ratified. Yeah. We like it for entertainment, I think. But if you're going to have famous people. Yeah. You have to have paparazzi. You have to. It's a prerequisite. Because if you don't, you end up with airbrush. You end up with uh, a complete fiction uh-huh. being spun as truth. Which is what's happening now with it everyone's is, own Instagrams and stuff. With everyone's own Instagrams, but also with with celebrities who have a certain amount of money, like the Kardashians, and who have are able, relationships with magazines and and hire yeah. their own paparazzi. Like and we have see their that own happening. Filters on the TV shows themselves, and that it's look that's their show. Yes. They can do whatever they want on their show. Mm-hmm. The idea that a reality show is real. I mean, I think we like adjudicated that, didn't we? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, as someone who's very close with Heidi and Spencer, like we all know that stuff's not real, right? Yes. Like I thought we yeah. were pretty much Spencer's pre- epic recap. You know what? I, I was going to ask you about that if it came up, which thankfully it did. I know that you have a relationship with Spencer and Heidi. I just made it sound like you have three sons or something, but no, you guys are just friends for the record. How did that come into play? Because I know that um, 
like Spencer was heavily featured in Us Weekly in the early <laughs> aughts to mid aughts. Did, did you have anything to do with that? Uh, Is that yeah. how you guys met? Uh, yes to the first question. No to the second one. Okay. Um, it's it's worth it's worth telling. Uh, so one of the things that I did at Us Weekly um, was talk to mops. We talked about mops earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were a member of the public, if you had something to sell on about a celebrity and it was worthwhile, you would eventually find your way to me. Um, and so things like the woman who kept the voicemail that Tiger Woods left. Yeah. Uh, things like that. These are my, I re- refer to them as my temporary best friends. Mm-hmm. We w- I, I would be charged with sort of like hearing them out, figuring out what it was that they wanted and needed, making sure they got it. And I think- Getting um, the goods. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I was successful at this because I didn't really have a horse in it. I mean, I wanted Us Weekly to get it because I worked there, but also I was just like, isn't this fun? Look at this crazy thing that you just had this experience with a celebrity and this is going to be your two weeks and I'm going to walk you through this. And I just really sort of enjoyed that. Um, really enjoyed the back and forth. So, um, so Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson break up. Mm. Oh God. I, I, you just took me back to that time. Okay. I just want to set <laughs> I'm being, the scene. Are yeah, we all there I'm now? overcome with emotion. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'll, I, I'll be okay. Okay. Keep we going. can take a minute. Uh, and, and I remember breaking that, that story the night the day, night before Thanksgiving. It was like the first thing we put on our website. We didn't have a website yet, and I was like trying to figure out how to put it out. Anyway, um, <laughs> so after they split, there's all these rumors about who they're dating next. Everybody wants to know who they're dating yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. And Jessica was sort of wrapped up in the whole like thing with her co-stars and whatever. Uh, but there was rumor that Nick was with Kristen Cavallari. Uh from, from, you know, yeah, yeah. the hills. From, no, no. Pre, this is pre hills. This is Laguna from Beach. From Laguna Beach. And we just couldn't believe, like, like trading in the blonde reality star, mm-hmm. younger blonde reality star. It was just like too good of a story. Gotta, gotta find it. Wasn't she in high school then? then? Uh, just out. Just gross. out. Like early 20s. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, gross. Uh, and so nobody's got a picture of these two. It's like a fucking reality star. Like, come on, we can get it. We, yeah. Nobody can find the two of them together. So one day, uh, I get a call from someone and they're like, this is someone that says they've got Kristen Cavallari and Nick Lachey. I was like, we got to have this. Mm. And uh, crazy. And so I, I pick up and, and I just hear, yo, uh, how much can I get for the, I'm going to get this picture <laughs> of them. And I, and I was like, who, who is this? And he's like, I was like, you have a picture of them? Get, no, no, man, but I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm like, okay, I've heard this like a million times. Like, oh, you're, you're going to get it. Okay. And I was like listening to him and he's just like all over the place. And I'm like, look, dude, dude, if you, I, I don't, we have all the same reporting that you're, t- I know everything that you're telling me. Yeah. If you have a picture, here's my direct number. Yeah. You call me and we'll talk about it. I'm going to, okay. Okay. Pratt daddy these to the people rescue. never, ever come back. Never. Oh no. Yeah, I yeah. never hear from these people again. But this time, three days later. I get a call. I told you. I told you I was going to get it. What's your email address? I'm like, what the fuck? Who is this? <laughs> sure. I'm, he's like, I'm going to send it to you right now. I'm going to send it to you right now. I'm like, okay. Sitting there waiting on hold. Bing. Pops up in my inbox. The only picture that was ever taken uh-huh. of Nick Lachey and Kristen Cavallari. Wow. Was it a like, good picture? What the fuck? There they are. He's falling down drunk. They're at a bar. Oh, he's God. like in his drink. She's... Smiling for the camera. She uh, knows yeah. what's going on. And I'm like, oh, there it is. We had reporting of that night, but no yeah, one ever saw yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And now there's this. I was like, who are you? And uh, and we bought the picture. Um, and How I'll, much I rip them to this day because I only paid seven grand for it. And we would have paid 10 wow. times that. Back to back covers. We did back to back covers on that. And I was like, I am going to keep this dude's number. Yeah. No one ever delivers like that. Mm-hmm. So then a few months go by. And I'm in our conference room and we're like, the TV is on and I, I know that, you know that voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck is that? And I was like, that's the guy. That's the guy. And I called him and I said, and again, not really totally understanding what reality TV was at the time. Yeah. Like understanding what it was, but you know, we didn't know then what we know now. And I called him. I was like, dude, 
did you know you're on TV? And I was like, like, how did you? He's like, oh, dude, it's amazing. I'm totally in love with this girl. And like Brody's going to date a friend and it's going to be this whole thing. But like he starts going on and he can't like effusive about Heidi. He can't stop talking about her. And he's going on and on and on. He's like, but don't worry. Like I'm going to get on the show because Brody's going to like pretend to date her friend. Sure. And the, (laughs) <laughs> and the whole thing is fiction. Yeah. And he's got it mapped out. He's well, that's like, I'm going to be the villain. That's what I love. Well, I don't love Spencer Pratt, but that's oh. what I love about his yeah. persona is Ooh. he's such a whistleblower. Like he'll, he'll get to the inside and then yeah. just tell everybody's secrets and he doesn't give any fucks. And I, th- I, I just have a yeah. respect for people who have that level of access and then blow it up. He Same. literally, he made it all up. Yeah. He he was like, I'm going to be the villain. Yeah. They're going to, everyone's going to hate me. I'm going to say fucked up shit. And we yeah, did. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. And which, so the whole time that was going on, I'm sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. I was going to say, which by the way, is a very common thing for people to do now. When they go oh, on yeah. a reality TV show, you want to stand out. You want to have longevity. Yeah. I'm going to play the villain. It's yeah. a very viable thing. Yeah, I was do. asked to do a show once where they wanted me to be the girl that changes the bad boy. And I said, you idiots, I know what this girl looks like every yeah. season. She yeah. always tries and fit. And absolutely, yeah. I'm not yeah. signing up no. for this. Good yeah. for you. Um, they do they always do have the same archetype. Yeah. This is, this is the degree to which it's fiction. Um, so as the years went on and he was on the show, I, would be, I was his advocate on the, because I'm like, the, you know that's not real, right? Mm. And again, all these like brilliant people that I'm working with, like they would be, no, but he said it on the show. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but- but that's not real. What you're watching is is fake. Uh, and so I'll, I'll give you two instances and just to, to illustrate that. One, I was out there visiting, out in LA visiting them. Mm. And uh, he's like, you got to come. You got to come and work with me. He's like, I won't, don't worry. I won't tell anybody you're us weekly. Like, you got to see this. And so he drives me to a recording studio. Mm-hmm. Um, musician i feel very comfortable in recording studios like oh this is great is he gonna do one of his stupid raps again like oh shit what is he doing (laughs) no 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 no. spencer's recording dialogue the cans on gets into the booth and they bring the screen down yep and it's him and stephanie having lunch and they're just they play the scene and they're just like it's the most dull thing you've ever they're just talking they're just two people talking and then they're like all right right there did you see that they pause it like you see that face she made Mm mm-hmm she looks upset with you. What are you going to say? And they, they, Spencer just goes, mom never loved you. Like he's just saying all the fucked up shit he could possibly think of because he's hilarious. Yeah, it's wild. And, and they're just like, oh yeah, that one. Okay, can you say it a little bit different? And that's what makes it. So they would record, the they would do like pickup lines where yeah. he would In just post. say funny things and then yeah. they would add it over her because, face. Because yeah, oh, she made a great response. Yeah. Like I'm, it, that's, that's how made up that shit was. Well, so I, I, we both edit, so we know how editing works and I always like to point out to my friends when we watch reality shows, if you see somebody's side of the face or whatever, and they're not actually talking or whatever, you see the back of their head, like that didn't happen then. That line either was taken from another time or I didn't even know that they recorded them in post or whatever. But all of this is the same, this fakening and this creating of worlds and visions and what people look like and stuff. And a narrative. And a narrative. And I think like, the magazines are doing that too. But the narrative, I mean, that's a key word, yeah. right? Because yeah. that's how our minds take information in. So like we, to, to talk about, so all right, Spencer's narrative, for example, he was worried about, at one point, they were worried about getting written off the show. No one cares about us anymore. What are we going to do? And so one night he and I are just like shooting the shit. And I was like, you should get married. And, <laughs> and he's like, and so we had this, like, I had just come back from Anguilla and I was like, you got to go there, man. It's beautiful. He's yeah. like, I'm not going on the East Coast. You got to come out here. Yeah. We're just like, this is on a late, like, close night one night. We're just shooting the shit back and forth. And by the end of the night, we had, like, concocted this whole thing. And it's, like, two in the morning. And I go down to the editor's office. And I said, would you be interested in an exclusive on Heidi and Spencer if they eloped to, say, I don't know, Cabo? Mexico. <laughs> and she was like, I would be very interested in that. And I was like, I think you should book me travel tomorrow. Just, I have a hunch that it might happen. That's wild. And she just kind of gave me the look. She knows when I, and off I went. And the next day we're there in Cabo and we said, and like, you know, that video footage that you mm-hmm. see, there's nobody yeah. there. Who do you think's holding the fucking camera? <laughs> That's like, crazy. Shut the fuck and up. And so 
The whole thing. Now, did they get married? Yes. Did they Eventually. consider that their wedding day? No. Oh, oh they really? absolutely do. That they was did. because wow. it was real to them. They did something for themselves. The, um, nobody well, was there except for a friend of theirs, and they did their own. Th- they still celebrate that day. Hmm. That's uh, so. I mean, that's lovely. That honestly, I always found their relationship to be lovely. Like you could yeah. tell it was them against the world, and y- there was a time that everybody hated them. But and the stuff that you would hate them for was made up. This is what I'm saying, though. Like you, you say like this. It's not real. It's not yeah. real, and that does apply to you know your work in the magazines. Like everything is a curation. This image is something made up for you for your consumption. Mm-hmm. So, do you almost see it as? Like this is art. This is not meant to represent real life. I'm I'm just curious about that because from working in that industry, I could see how you would start to view it as not a reflection of our society, but just a completely separate performative thing. Um, that's a great question. It's honestly, it's both. Um, it it's. I mean, if you're talking about reality TV, that's just fiction. Like right. that's just like mm. just watch any show. That's all. It's like you can just watch a scripted show. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. They're just not pretending that. It's yeah, exactly. Real. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I used to tell people like being angry at Spencer is like being angry at Darth Vader. Like just what yeah. are you talking about? That's not a, you know, that's not a person, right? Like yeah. he's just saying lines that someone told him to say. But at the same time, I also think it's very reflective of, of our society. There's a reason we cover the stories that we covered mm-hmm. because they resonate. You know, there's never ever, ever going to be a more like centralized, everyone cares about this story than the Brad, Jennifer, Angelina thing, right? It was just like everything else is sort of held up against that. Mm. And it's because it just hits us in the archetype, you know? It hits us in in the scary places for a lot of people. Like there's this impossible couple. They spent a decade becoming perfect we don't give people that much time to sort of marinate anymore. Like, yeah. You won't have, who are you going to invest in the way that people were invested in that couple as like the American ideal? And then the vixen is going to come and break that? Like, no. And then it, <laughs> it, did. it happened. No, but and, that, but that almost, that was kind of a stars. They're just like us moment too. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you could be, yeah. America's sweetheart. I and you can get your heart broken. So many videos recently of um celebrity women that are beautiful, whatever, saying she got cheated on, he cheated, or whatever, showing yeah. the guys she got cheated and he cheated. And that was a very, yeah, they're just like us moment because it's like it doesn't matter who you are or what level you'll get to, you're gonna get cheated on by your your guy. It's unfortunately it's almost as if none of that shit matters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like they are. Just like us in the sense that like, yeah, all that shit's going to happen to them too. Now they can deal with it a lot differently Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because when you never have to worry about money or anything, you know, you, you don't necessarily buy happiness, but you do buy comfort. Um, So they're not facing the same. They're not going to be going through it in the same way that you are. No, Um, no. You're not going to be exposed to as many people after your divorce. So you getting with somebody else isn't going to be as easy, probably. Um, yeah. We I can- mean, but we all go through it. I mean, as someone who's been divorced and uh-huh. then been with someone else afterwards, you go through that, you know, mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, right? Oh, what is, it, what is the crew going to yeah. say? Yeah. I remember like when I got divorced, it took me months to take my ring off because I worked at Us Weekly. Oh, because I'm like, they're going like, to say the ring is off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the story. Yeah, I'm going to, it's like I'm surrounded by people who are trained in this. Yeah. Who are going to, the second I take it off, they're going to. You're going to get papped. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So wait, I have a question. Yeah. You guys never did any of those spreads about bad plastic surgery or like who wore it better? It's a good question. We did who wore it Best. Okay. Just want to point out. Not best. better. That was first. Best. Okay. Who wore it best? Uh, we did do who wore it best, mm-hmm. um, which is like a, like a, mostly like a fashion thing, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, like it was, a, it's supposed it was like, to be how you're wearing it, but I felt like a lot of times it would be like, this woman's just skinnier. Yeah. yeah the, so yeah. Ju- oh, just always. in case yeah. there's somebody listening who, who doesn't know who wore it best, it was a photo of two celebrities side by side wearing the same garment, garment, usually yeah. the same dress, like on a red carpet. Yeah. Um, but or they code would or whatever, and just see how they style. Yeah, it. so they they would you know uh, 
depending on what shoes they would wear mm-hmm. or if one wore, you know, a statement belt mm-hmm. that was popular at the time it's, or did it's their It's where hair. stylists would get hired and fired. Yes. If you didn't want to show up and you wore a vest, <laughs> yeah. your stylist was getting fired. How yes. could you put me in the same dress as whoever? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it would show a percentage of like who voted that yeah. this person wore it better or the other one. But and I agree with you, Remy. So often I would notice it was always the thinner person mm-hmm. that yeah. they said wore it better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and maybe that's... And at the time, too, I think I had the same... Like, I was like, I'm on board with what this is... You know, mm-hmm. like, I also believe that these standards are the right thing. And yes, thank God it was 93%, even though she didn't yeah. have any accessories or right. anything, you know, like... And those were, like, we they're literally... Interns were sent to Rockefeller Center, like, to literally ask 100 people. Like, there was... Wow. <laughs> those were real numbers. Wow, wow, wow. Like, yeah, that was a thing where yeah. I would, like... Hey, can you print out the Who Wore Best picture so the interns can go down? We were, were our office was in Rock Center. I would have... I would have been all over an internship like that. Oh, you, I wish I knew you, about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, I guess this is kind of a hard question for me to ask, but it's like, those were real numbers. The, the, that was a real survey. So it's reflecting what we think about the people of wearing these things. a certain sample size in New York City. Of course. You know, like, of course. But what I'm saying is that it doesn't necessarily reflect the opinions of the magazine. Oh, so it's oh. like, I guess the question is, are columns like that, are they um, unethical? Like, is it unethical to put that in a magazine knowing that people are inevitably going to be comparing the bodies? Or is it, does it not have anything to do with you as a publication if this is what people are voting on? You know what I mean? I I just think about these things. I think they think about it too because they are doing so much work to Photoshop. They definitely think about image, right? Right. Yeah, but I just mean like how... Do they think about how it affects people's views of their bodies and other yeah, people's bodies? Yeah, and is it their responsibility? I mean, mm. I, I, I do go back and forth about it. Yeah. Uh, so do I. Um, and I say this as like a recovering journalist, right? I'm out of the, out of the <laughs> mm-hmm. game. Um, but, uh, I mean, I am generally in favor of the idea of some degree of realness well <laughs> i'm very in favor of of high degrees of realness but uh what i was going to say might be considered by some as the opposite okay but, uh as some semblance of a gatekeeper when it comes to journalism um because you do want someone that is presenting fact you do want someone that is we've seen what happens when things that are not true are reported as true mm-hmm. people die in mm-hmm. all kinds of horrible ways and so i I don't want to say like, oh, the elites need to, you know, whatever that is, but, but the trained should be doing it. And if there do have to be standards for journalists. And if that's the case, yeah. then yes, it is your responsibility. I agree. Because you can't put the work in to be the person that gets to have a say in what counts as truth. Mm. And I do think that that's, there's value. Mm-hmm. In having someone that's done that, and then say, "But I don't have a moral obligation here," mm. because it, it's it's it takes the human focus out of it. Like yeah. you're not producing content; you're producing information that someone's going to take in. And so, it, they, I used to say this around the office all the time. Like when magazines were going and internet was coming, like we were never in the magazine business. Like we don't print we don't own ink. Like Mm -hmm. we don't, you know, like we don't own a printing press. We're just in the information Mm -hmm. dissemination business. And so however that takes form, it takes form. But if that's your job, uh, yeah, I think you, I think you do owe the audience um, regard. Yeah. You don't, that, that's what you owe them. Yeah. Um, Just unconditional positive regard. And that's not what happens, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it did, things would look different. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that it's okay to talk about, again, like if you're in a world where a celebrity is put on a pedestal and you're being sold something because they say you should buy it be, and you want to be just like them and have the same watch or have the, whatever it is, uh-huh. then yeah, you kind of do deserve to know 
who they really are. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, again, we've we've made certain decisions about like, well, I have a limited amount of money. I'm going to spend it on what? If you're telling me that I need to drink that water, I deserve to know why. And so there again, I, I'm sort of of the belief that like the idea of the celebrity spokesperson, like this is where we're going wrong. But if it's going to happen, you do need to have the other side that sort of shines the light on it. But I do think you need to do it in a way that has regard for your reader. Yeah. That has regard for the person taking it in. It's like, how are, and, and there is not enough of that. There I would were, love to see like a bodies issue where the people posing are consenting to the quote unquote unflattering parts being shown about them. So if it's like Lizzo wants to show, I don't know. Her cellulite. Yeah, her cellulite or something like that. And it's like a bunch of stars with cellulite and they're showing it and they're talking about this is when I first saw my cellulite and this is what it meant to me. And like that would be fun because that would be normalizing it, but also not doing it against their wishes. You know, I I do see that from time to time, like I'll, I'll read an article that says, you know, this person requested to not be photoshopped. Mm-hmm. And I always mm-hmm. think it's a lovely thing yeah. to do. But I also think it's it's kind of like you can't win because they end up getting criticized no matter what. It's mm-hmm. like when Alicia Keys decided she wasn't going to wear makeup mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, bitch, you're gorgeous. You don't need to wear. Ma-. You know what I mean? Like they <laughs> and weren't even giving were her the credit. Like, Ugh, it's your job to wear makeup. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like no matter what you do, you can't win. And it's as a celebrity. As a, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting to the best. I'm like, take it to the solid. As just a like, celebrity. Yeah. yeah. And then you remember that they don't wait in line for restaurants uh-huh. or like, and it's like, you know, it's not nothing about the setup is fair. But life isn't fair. But I but do also think it's everyone's balanced, like not I do. everyone. But like there's a lot of there's a lot more celebrity now because of social media. You can create your own celebrity. You don't have to be in touch with us weekly. You don't have yeah, to have we're your celebrities. own TV show. Yeah. yeah, right. Um <laughs> I've got Paps waiting outside for you right now. <laughs> it's everyone's getting their 15 minutes, as Andy Warhol said. But everybody now controls their own narratives. So the point that you made earlier that you were like, I think paps need to exist. I don't even know if they need to be like certified paps, <laughs> but candid yeah, photos no need to be taken and yeah. put places. Yeah. You know? And if. everything shouldn't be so curated to the T. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes you question your reality. I can't even imagine too, like there are pictures of us on the internet that I'm like, oh, what if somebody expects us to look like that in real life? The thing That's that you, weird. Yeah. The thing you said about somebody editing out your armpit hair. I've had people take photos of me or, you know, do things in posts where I'm like, I don't feel like I look like that. And that feels weird because this is a professional editor. They're trying to make it, quote, perfect. Digestible. You know, they're trying even. to. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> they're doing all the tricks and they're doing, you know, photo tricks. It's not like they're trying to be dishonest. That being said, I have edited people as well, and I feel really, really bad about it. And like, I would too. Yeah, like I took it down eventually, like two days later, because I was just like, she knows she doesn't look right. like this, right? You know, like what am I doing, and what am I saying to her about her face? Right, exactly. I I always say like, I will never edit someone else's skin or like do anything to their picture unless they asked me to I've never had someone ask me to I have a family member that we always joke about what like should we wear makeup or should we just wait for her to put us put it on (laughs) us in post because she'll change our whole faces and I'm just like yeah I don't know who that was at Thanksgiving with you but it wasn't me Um, guys, we need to wrap up, but I know this was such a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for asking. Can we ask one final question? Yeah, of course. Would you want children to see these types of magazines? I know your kids. I've met your kids. You're such an involved father. And I'm just curious, generally, like if your daughter was consuming a lot of magazines or celebrity Mm -hmm. content, I don't know if she's into that thing. Um, I'm thinking probably not. She's... But if she was, would you have a problem with that? Uh, hmm. She's not, mm-hmm. uh, as you know. Uh, Emily Emily plays the cartoon voice of my daughter. In, I uh, do in cartoons that that my company makes. Oh my uh, god! Because yeah. I, I can't get my daughter to play Zoe. That's so, so uh, cute. Because so, his daughter is a teenager, and you know they don't want to cooperate for sure. Yeah. So I just play his daughter, Nor who doesn't want to cooperate. Yeah. yeah, there is a part of me that's sort of like 
you know, it's like the the guys who make the iPhone say like, no, no, I'd never give that to my kid. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a little bit like that. Um, I wouldn't care if if Zoe was reading it or looking at it as long as she knew how ridiculous it was. So yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. it's a thing that exists in the world. I'm generally speaking, not big on pretending that things exist in the world don't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you, you know, I'm not a big shelterer. As and long as you have, have conversations around yeah, it. You yeah. You have to just put it in context. Yes. And I think the context is look at this weird thing that people obsess over mm-hmm. and are really interested in. It's not important, but it is interesting. Yeah. And you can't, it's just, we are, we are defined by our stories, by the stories that we tell. And, and people take in, and I, I was sort of alluding to this before, like the company that I have now, we make trainings for people, but we use a lot of like storytelling in the trainings because that's the way the human mind takes information. And we're literally seven times more likely to remember something if it's attached to a narrative yeah. than if it's just rote memorization. I know everything about history now, thanks to Hamilton. There you go. <laughs> Why? Now, you have a version of it, at least, but you remember yeah, yeah, all yeah. of it, though, don't you? <laughs> a very, very catchy version. It, it, it is. is. It is. Yeah. You've been such a delight, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you or follow you? Do you want people to find you or follow you? I have no desire to be found, necessarily. <laughs> nice. but I, I'm, not, I'm not hiding from anyone either. Uh, but no, I, I am. I am, thankfully, not really on on social media. But oh, God bless you. Very but, cool. Uh, God bless you. If, if anybody's interested in what a former guy that used to hang out with paparazzi does you can go to labyrinthtraining.com and see a completely different world cool gorgeous well that's it for today's episode be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered follow us at diet starts tomorrow on instagram if you like this episode please write us a review and don't forget to check out our dst merch on shop.betches.com rate review and subscribe to the show and then of course follow me at remy casimir Follow me at Lubination, and we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.